Hello, and welcome to the Home is a Changeling podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Ellsworth Keller. And today I am so happy to introduce to you my longtime friend, Mary White. And I just can't wait to talk about um, all of the uh, all of the things that we have been through over the years, but also to hear about her unique story um, about home. So let's get started. Welcome, Mary. Introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Ashley. Um, Well, my name is Mary White, as you mentioned. Um, I used to be Mary Varga, and I've had other names as well, but it doesn't sound as exciting. I used to be Mary Marks at one point, and we'll get into that later. (laughs) But um, I live in Colorado now by way of South Carolina and Florida. And I am a geologist by education and I work for the state of Colorado now. I'm a remediation supervisor um, and I work in a program, petroleum program, where we deal with um, storage tanks, of, you know, like gas station tanks and things like that. People usually glaze over when I talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, you're part of keeping um, like gas station tanks safe for the public mm-hmm. and for the environment. Um, how do you, how do you do that in a nutshell? <laughs> <laughs> I will try to tell you in a nutshell. Yes. So our program is tasked with keeping the underground and above ground storage tanks in compliance. We have a whole compliance section that conducts, um, they, they go out and they inspect these tanks and the petroleum storage uh, systems. So like dispensers and things like that. They ensure that also consumers get what they pay for at the pump. So when you oh. fill your tank up, um, you're actually getting what you pay for. And the section that I lead if there is a release from one of these systems, we then um, assist the, you know, like the facility owner operators or responsible parties, as we call them, and their consultants. Um, we guide them through the cleanup, the assessment and cleanup process. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah. sounds it sounds like a very <laughs> important job and um uh, is is it a thankless job because it's so unique? <laughs> Thank it can you. Be at times. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it you for your service. So welcome. <laughs> no, Sorry. it um it can be, and I always tell people, you know, if people are calling us in remediation, they're usually not in a good place because they've had a release. They're responsible for cleaning it up, and remediation of environmental like cleanups like you think about that big train derailment that occurred in I think Ohio just recently it's expensive to clean that up and Mm. nobody wants to spend money on it and once you have something like that released into the environment it's hard to get back out of the environment so would you if you were um if something like that happened near you would you be a part of assessing the situation and that whole process for the government of Colorado. Oh, like 
like a train derailment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. No. I mean, if I worked for a different um, entity for the state, like hazardous, like that was very hazardously bad stuff. Um, okay. Vinyl chloride. That is icky, icky stuff. And when that, when they go in and do their excavation or whatever they're going to do to clean that up, that's going to have to go to a special landfill and it's going to be very, very expensive. Whatever consultant gets that job is going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds horrible, but they are. Well, that's super important. Um, Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I'm curious because we haven't really talked about this before, but how did you get, how did you get interested in geology? Because um, it's not something we were chatting about in high school, really. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> so this is actually kind of a funny story. Um, it better be. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it totally is. Um so you remember our our uh, classmate Matab? I w- yeah. was very good friends with her at one point, and um, she and our really good friends um, kind of through our freshman and sophomore year of college. But in our freshman year of college, I was originally an anthropology archaeology major, and I was talking to her one day. I'm like, man, I just don't know. Like, I love this field, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make a living with this. I need to figure out something else to do. And she's like, well, you're you're really good with math and science. And I see those geology kids outside all the time. And they look like they're having a really good time. <laughs> she was a chemistry major, by the way. So she saw those geology kids mm-hmm. all the time. So I... I joined the geology department and never looked back. And here I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. That's, I didn't know that she was sort of the catalyst. Um, mm-hmm. she, <laughs> that's really cool. Well, um, I realize I'm getting a little too ahead of ourselves. Um, okay. No, it's okay. I just have all these questions and it's, it's great to have this time to <laughs> ask them, but we should talk about how we know each other. Um, and uh, I would love to share how we met and became friends. I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't remember. I felt so bad when you asked me this. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. class in the seventh grade or the hospital when we were born. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, that's huge. We were both born in Columbia, South Carolina, one day apart. Um, so that is how we met. <laughs> no. Originally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our beds could have been side by side. I mean, we, we could have been it. switched at birth. <laughs> but we oh, weren't. We weren't. We clearly we were weren't. not. <laughs> No, I mean, you look way too much like your mother and I look way too much like mine. Yes, that's totally true. <laughs> that's very true. Um, yeah. Wouldn't that have been, that would have been a funny story um, if we mm. had been switched at birth and then re-met in middle school. Um, so we <laughs> we met officially in middle school and our middle school Creighton Middle School in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, 
all the elementary schools in the city, um, well, not all of them, but several of them fed into the middle school and we had gone to different elementary schools. So um, there were, you know, lots of new kids and new faces. And um, by the time we got to seventh grade, uh, there was this really cool science um, marine biology field trip that uh, seventh and eighth graders would have the option of going on every year. And so we, um, it was to remind me again, Barrier Island, Camp St. Christopher. Yeah. It, yeah. There was Jekyll. Oh, was it Seabrook? Seabrook Island. I think it was. Seabrook Island. Yes. It all was kind of I the think same. That was, was it? Well, it, either way, it was it was a beach beach camp, which was yeah. which was really cool. Um, and we like everybody's got placed in these small groups, and like one day your group would go explore the marsh, and the next day you'd go like explore the shore or the ocean, and um, we were placed in the same group. And I remember maybe there just weren't any other kids in our group that I was friends with, or it was just just a random assortment of of people, and we just kind of clicked and um it made sense for us to hang out together, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's how we that's how we got to be friends, and that was seventh grade, so yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to say how long ago, but um, <laughs> yeah. I oh. mean, I remember the trip. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Mm. I also I also thought on that trip that I saw the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which... Um, Somebody oh, said, uh, yeah, like I, it was on the beach at night and like I saw this shadowy mm. figure and, um, someone was like, oh, that's just so-and-so wearing, wearing a hoodie. But I swear he like turned towards me. Yeah. That's the first time I saw the Grim Reaper. It could have been the gray man. It could have been. That's a cool South Carolina ghost story. I think we're at the wrong, we were at the wrong beach for that, but. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I should also mention for our listeners that this is our take two on this interview. We chatted a few weeks ago um, mm -hmm. and I had some very silly audio issues. So we're trying again, um, but we're more practiced this time. So um <laughs> Let's get into, uh, so we know where you were born, obviously, yes. um, Columbia, South Carolina. So what has, so now you're in Colorado, but even more other things happened in the middle. Tell me, tell me about that journey. Yes. So we, I did have some other things, a lot of other things. I felt like I didn't know that up until probably 10-ish years ago. Um, so I went to college at 
the University of South Carolina, the original USC. I'm going to say it. Um, I'm sorry if you have California listeners and disagree, but, um, you know, after college, I moved to Tallahassee, Florida, where I worked for the state of Florida, the Department of Environmental Protection. And I moved there because I was dating somebody. I followed my heart. Um, like a lot of people probably do at some point in their life. Um, but I was originally going to go to grad school and get my master's in geology. I had a lot of professors um, encouraging me to do that. I even took my GRE mm. and I wanted mm. to move. I, that's when I wanted to move out West the first, like at first, I'm mm. like, I'm going to go live in New Mexico or Colorado. And I mean, I had a professor say, you should just pack up your car and go out there. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, no big deal. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too much of a wimp to do that. So I moved to Tallahassee um, where I was dating somebody who later became my first husband, which is why my name became Mary Marks, which I always thought was (laughs) an interesting name. I would always kind of laugh and say it sounds like a news reporter's name, like Mary Marks. I don't know what you yeah yeah it does yeah yeah so I was down there for two ish years I've got to think about that for a minute Mm -hmm. and we then moved to Miami Florida which was Mm. his hometown okay okay yeah yeah and um you know we ended up getting married yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were you were there. <laughs> yeah, I got the I got the award for traveling the furthest to your wedding. Yeah. Right. I I remember that. I, that was that was cool. Made me feel pretty cool. <laughs> well, you are pretty cool. Anyway, oh. <laughs> whether you had traveled far farthest or not, you are cool. <laughs> well, it's it's pretty I, I, I'm sorry that that's the main thing I remember about your wedding. That's <laughs> how cool I was. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah. So, but Miami sounds like such a cool place. What was that? What was that like? Yeah. You know, I had a lot of people worried about me when I moved down there Mm. from the cultural standpoint, like, oh my gosh, you're not going to know what to do down there. You're from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Miami's such a big city. And um, from that standpoint, it wasn't bad. I I really liked the city. I liked the culture, the food. Some of the people are pretty amazing. And I really learned a lot about the world around me and you know people in general um I feel like up until that point I'd probably been fairly sheltered Mm -hmm. growing up in South Carolina um so from that standpoint it was a really good experience um I also think that 
it was also a really tough time in my life. I had a lot of things that were making me very unhappy at that point. You know, I had a really tough job. One, I was mm-hmm. getting up at a quarter to five every morning for my commute into the office. And I was, you know, as an con- environmental consultant, which isn't the most fun yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's just hard work. I was working in the field a lot. Yeah. And Working in the field in Miami is just, honestly, it's not that fun. It's hot. It's humid. Yeah. It's labor intensive. I don't really know what else I can say about it. It's just unpleasant. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, I just wanted to ask, you know, did you ever feel like Miami was going to become home or were you sort of in this space of like, I guess this is my home and this is what this is. And wow. (laughs) That's an interesting question because when my, who is now my ex-husband and I had agreed to move to Miami, he, and I, I told him I was very hesitant to move down there. I had been down there to visit his family and he said, well, after a year, if you don't like it, we'll leave. Well, after a year, <laughs> he said, no way, we're not leaving. This is my home and we're staying. And, um, you know, it just, things were spiraling out of control. That's not why we got divorced, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was just one of the many symptoms of other things that were going on. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if I ever really felt like it was home and it could have been because of the type of marriage I was in and relationship I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that all could have been a part of it. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so tell me a little bit more about that. It sounds like um, you know, you're no longer married to this person. And um what what are the circumstances surrounding how you decided you needed to make make a change? Yeah, so you know, I think this is something that people don't talk about a lot or they maybe used to not talk about a lot. I think it's really something you see um, in articles and you hear a lot more about now. And it's the mental and emotional abuse that are, that is present in a lot of relationships. And that's a lot of what was going on in my relationship with this person. And you know, we met when I was 20 mm-hmm. and we were together until I was almost 29. And it, it, it really destroys you. And, you know, it ended up becoming physical. And I knew in my head, logically, something was not right. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to leave a relationship when you're not in a place that you consider home. You don't have a support system and you don't have, I didn't have a lot of friends initially, but then I did um, make a good set of friends. I'm still friends with this, uh, with these folks today and they became a support system and they offered me a safe place to stay, to get out of this marriage. And, um, 
you know, when I met them and became friends with them, and that's probably the first time I felt any sense of mm. uh, belonging, honestly, or home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was a good thing because I don't, you know, I don't know if I would have survived that relationship if it wasn't for them, honestly. How did you, how did you begin to recognize that what you were experiencing wasn't normal and wasn't okay? Because 20 years old is really young to get into a real, lots of people do it and they're, yeah. um, and many relationships are not like that, but, um, right. but having been in one of these also as a 19 or 20 year old, I, mm-hmm. I understand how easy it is to just think, I guess this is the way it is. How, how are you able to recognize it? for what it was yeah it's so um you know it's so hard and I don't know if you experienced this I know we've talked about it a little bit and I just don't know and I I think you I think this is also what you experienced people like this are so good at hiding who they really are from the outside people loved this individual and thought he was amazing um just oh he's so wonderful he's gonna make such a good dad oh he's so helpful he is you know this and that just when we did finally separate and get a divorce you know some people were just in complete disbelief like oh my gosh like they're the perfect couple and he's so amazing Mm -hmm. but there were a few people who knew um there's something not right but I think for me, I think I inherently always knew, well, maybe not from the very beginning, because obviously there's, you know, the good (laughs) times, but um, once we especially moved to Miami, Mm -hmm. um, it was almost like there was a 180 in the relationship, um, because we began living together, and I just noticed a huge change in him. I mean, he would come home from work and not even look me in the eye and he would just go to the guest room and start working on his hobbies and, mm-hmm. um, or he wouldn't come home from work until like eight or eight 30. And I wouldn't know where he was. He wouldn't answer his phone. <laughs> and I'm like, what, like, what is going on? Like, this is not right. But I didn't have anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any other place to go. And at the time, I don't know what it's like anymore there really wasn't an option to move out and on my own because it was a very expensive city. There was no living on your own back then. Um, I would compare it to what Denver is today or probably Seattle is today Mm -hmm. as far as expense goes. And this was back in 2004. Mm -hmm. So it was a very... um, dark time for me honestly I became very apathetic and almost detached yeah yeah to to protect your yourself and that's Mm -hmm. very very common um and so it's certainly um it certainly contributed to that not feeling like home because like you said, home home wasn't your your physical location wasn't a safe place to be. Um, but 
that is something that I think is, of course, it's it's underreported, and mm-hmm. you don't hear. It's unfortunately unfortunate you don't hear about these things going on until something awful happens, and these things are happening all the time. Um, and I think that's something that I try to be more dialed into with friends and family is just really trying to have the conversation about like, how are things really going? Um, mm-hmm. and you know, um, because it's almost, I don't want to say you have to go through it to be able to recognize it, but when you've been through it, you, you understand, <laughs> you, you definitely yeah. understand. Um, no, I, I know that. Yeah. I yeah. know what you're saying. Well, thank you for sharing that. And um, what we all want to know is uh, what's what happened next that was good news. <laughs> from, not that we can't talk about bad things, but you're obviously in a much, no, 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 okay. much better place in, in many ways now. So what happened next? Yeah. So um, what happened next was I obviously got divorced and I moved back to South Carolina for a little bit. I moved back in with my parents, um, kind of had a safe landing zone and started working there. And I think I stayed for about two and a half ish years, Mm -hmm. maybe three. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, well, just quickly, one thing that I thought was really interesting is that you, you said uh, when we were chatting before that when you came back to South Carolina, you kind of thought, okay, I'm moving back for good. This is this is where I'm going to end up. But you didn't. So, so tell us. Yeah, more. no, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I really did think that when I moved back, like I didn't have any plans for anything beyond that, meaning I didn't think I'd move away again. I just thought, well, back in South Carolina this is where I'm going to be. That was fun. Fun <laughs> with that. Um, yay. You've got your but... jollies out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Could, could use some of that. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's really what I thought. I'm like, oh, guess I had my fun. I'm almost 30 now. I guess it's time to settle down and be a single old maid. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, got a job, you know, and um, continued on. And um, I um, then, well, I dated somebody for a little bit in South Carolina, and that was horrible. Oh no! We'll, we'll, I won't go into yeah. We'll, a we lot can of skip over that. that. But uh, that was horrible and broke up with him and um, the man who is now my husband. So he and I kind of like flitted in and out of each other's lives. We've known each other since 2003, but um, we were always like good friends. And because he's actually, he's in the same field. He's also a geologist. He is. Yeah. Yes, my husband was also a child. Yeah, yeah. I can't shake them, apparently. I have a thing for them. Um, and, yeah, so we worked together, but we 
we've always like been in relationships and we never, I mean, it wasn't like we dated or anything. We just have always been in each other's lives. And so he ended up being single and I was single at the same time. And a mutual friend of ours knew that he had interest in me and said, Hey, Mary is single for once in her life because apparently I'm never single. Um, <laughs> and that sounds terrible, but um, <laughs> a hot commodity. I'm really not. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we both had tons, tons of boyfriends in high school. Just to tons. clear that up, just so, so many interested guys no let me put my nerd glasses oh my on gosh for you. I mean, yeah we both know I didn't date in high school at all but uh, I bloomed in college but, um, <laughs> that, but, yeah 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 I mean we could we could have a whole thing about that but um tell okay. me tell me about Mark sorry yeah no it's all good so we reconnected and you know started talking, started dating. He happened to live in Tallahassee. So it's kind of like, oh, what? Here we go again. And moved back down to Tallahassee. The the siren's call of the state of Florida. It just wanted you there. Oh, Lord. It just wanted you there. I know. And I'm not like a huge, you know, do you know what's so funny about Florida? I never <laughs> tell me, tell to me. Live there. <laughs> Wait, sorry. I never wanted to live oh. there. Like, mm-hmm. I never like growing up. I always thought of Florida as like a place where people had <laughs> like mobile homes with the astroturf out front, mm-hmm. like a flamingo. You know, like yeah. the little. You know, what I'm talking about the little lawn ornament. Yeah, yeah. And it was just full of old people. Yeah. Well. And it was hot, which it is hot. Um, it's, yes, that thing, that part is certainly true. And there's a lot in Florida. Um, there's Disney World. And, yeah. um, I, I find it so fascinating. I realized you are the fifth person in a <laughs> row Every single person I have interviewed so far has lived in Florida, and I would say at least four of them never wanted to live in Florida. <laughs> no, I never had a desire. I just happened to meet like significant others. But okay, so this is the other thing I'm going to say about Florida. It is a very interesting state geologically I don't know how to say it Mm -hmm. um you know like the panhandle where I lived in Tallahassee there's a lot of um interesting features about it there's a lot of cave diving and natural springs so I used to do a lot of spring diving when I was Mm. in that area of Florida which is very cool you don't get that anywhere else I don't think in the U.S. maybe in Texas Mm. or Missouri, Missouri, maybe because they've got cars, which this may not mean anything to anybody else listening, but um, (laughs) it's very rare to get spring diving um, in other regions of the U.S. And then, you know, you go down to South Florida and you've got the beautiful, um, you know, ocean water and a lot of world-class diving down there, which was cool. Um, You know, so there are some cool things about Florida. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go back. Let's put it. I'm not going to 
You've done your time. You've done your time. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. (laughs) But Um, I did wind up back down there for my current husband. Yeah. Um, But, and you were there for how long before you made the move to Colorado? We were there where I was there. He was there for a long time. I was there for about two more years. Uh Uh-huh. And then we moved out here back in 2014. Mm-hmm. So we've been out here for nine years, almost 10. Wow. I and know. So finally, it's like, it almost feels like finally you're able to be in a place of your choosing. Um, how does how does that feel to you? What do you, do you like it? <laughs> Yeah, that it's such a good feeling. Um, yeah, it's such a great feeling to be in a place of mutual choosing mm-hmm. and, you know, choose a you know, home together and fill it with our things together. And um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it's really been a great journey mm-hmm. with him honestly. Great. Great. Yeah. And Denver is a really, really cool place. It is. It is. We have enjoyed living here. Um, it's getting more and more crowded because it's so popular. Um, (laughs) I would love to move a little further West. Mm -hmm. And by that, I just mean a little further West outside of Denver into the, hills a little bit mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. more more into the mountains but still close enough to do my one day a week in my office <laughs> that I'm required to do <laughs> oh gosh these times um yeah that would be wonderful that that sounds mm-hmm. so nice I know it's so expensive there but I hope Ugh. that you can do that at some point <laughs> yeah it would be nice but you are correct very expensive <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's how all the cool places are. Um, unlike some other places where where we've lived, Colombia. Um, <laughs> um, I uh, I was thinking um, about uh, what. So you've lived in a few different places. Where mm-hmm. do you where do you consider home? Is it is it Denver? Is it where where would you call home if someone was to ask you? So I would actually consider Denver home at this point. Um, you know, I Denver. This area is kind of interesting because I can't. Obviously, I'm not going to say I'm from Denver because. People are very protective over Denver and Colorado in general, in that you can't say you're from here if you weren't born and raised here, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I understand, right? So I'll tell people, well, I live in Denver, but I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I do consider this home. Like, even when we've been in Columbia, I will say, all right, well, it's time to go home to Denver, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's nice when I walk into the house and um, 
on my couch or in my bed it's home it feels comfortable yeah i i do remember i remember what it felt like to to finally be living in a place where you chose as opposed Mm -hmm. where i chose as opposed to um where i mean i guess in a way when i went to college i chose to be there but it's it's not like i could choose anywhere in the world um, to go to college but yeah like being making that decision and i um for me, it was Arizona and I was 23, so in a much different place. But I, um, even though I don't live there anymore, I still remember how good that feeling was. And I, I can identify with that, um, identify with you with that same feeling of like, oh, finally, this is what this, this feels like. Um, yeah. Yeah, because and there's really in so many ways, there's nothing wrong with moving to a place to have a relationship with someone or or a job. Um, but but there is something very unique about that feeling to be able to choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And, you know, I um, it's so funny because I know my family knows that. I consider this home because. Mm-hmm. I've had, I think, an aunt or something say, you know, your parents know you're never going to move back because you're so happy out there. And, um, you know, my response to that is, well, you know, I don't know if that's not going to happen because if there's one thing I've learned in my short <laughs> life, I still want to believe it's not been that long but you just don't know what the future is gonna bring and you know mark my husband i think he would like to move back east but i'm standing firm right now yeah yeah well who knows and i mean Mm -hmm. the rest of your so your parents and your brothers and their families Mm -hmm. are all in south carolina um they are so in a way, like it, you're, you're the oddball. <laughs> uh huh. I am. I'm the odd man out. Yep. Um. But that's that's. I think that's a really good thing. Um. And then when you visit, you can see everybody at once, and that's so nice. <laughs> it is. It is. I. It's nice when I go home, and I can. See, I say go home still. Yeah, <laughs> like well, South it's... Yeah. It's always going to be, like, home, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. But um, when I go back, it's, it's always nice to see everybody. Yeah. Um, we just have a couple more minutes left. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to maybe we could just spend like two minutes uh chatting about what we were talking about before I started recording um some of the we were talking about the this crime in South Carolina that has gripped the nation um (laughs) the the Murdoch family or maybe it's Murdoch um and it's it's super sad, but I think that the the thing that's so interesting is that 
what you and I were chatting about is how Mm -hmm. easily we can identify with some of the, um, that Southern culture. Um, so yeah. What is something that you would say to someone not from South Carolina, if they were like asking about that or what it was like to live in a place like that. Yeah. I have had people ask me, what's it like in the South or, you know, ask me certain things. And I, I used to actually point them. I'd be like, watch Steel Magnolia. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's such a quintessential Southern movie or I know it used to be a play and now it's a movie. Um, but... I think this true crime documentary, there's one on Netflix, there's one on HBO Max, and I've heard there's one on Hulu. Wow. But I think this would be a good documentary for people to watch and understand what Southern white privilege looks like, honestly, because while you know, like you and I have white privilege. We didn't have Southern, you know, like rich white privilege and old money and have an old family. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that is still very prevalent in the South. Mm -hmm. And um, we certainly grew up around it and we certainly saw it and we certainly understood it. And it certainly wasn't talked about in my opinion. It's just something that I think was accepted and you just knew these things happened. Like people were protected. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you just, you just knew. Yeah. It's just like. Not, I mean. So, I don't know. I definitely didn't. We didn't have a situation like this where no, these no, murders no, no, no. were happening. Yeah. But we can. Yeah identify families that could have been just like this family. Yeah. Um, and I know in some ways in um, it, there are parts of it that were considered something to aspire to, you know, look how uh-huh. far back your roots are that like you, your family gets to make decisions for an entire town. And um, so, you know, we still, we don't know what the outcome of this trial will be, but uh, it is, it is, I haven't seen any of the documentaries, but I, when I have been reading articles about it, like I, I can totally understand why a person um, was able to commit financial crimes and all sorts of things and be able to, um, to just skirt through because you just, you take care of each other for better or for worse. Uh-huh. <sighs> right. Yeah. Well, oh, so, so we don't end on that note. I have one last question, <laughs> but it's, it's also, it's also related to South Carolina. Um, what um, I think you mentioned before there's like something that's not, it's not necessarily a physical place. But what you kind of consider home, and tell me if you need a reminder. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Okay, and um, so I know in the summertime, 
in the evenings. Um, there's a smell in the air. It's like, I don't, I don't know if it's the grasses or what, but it's almost like a sweet smell in the air. And in South Carolina. Yes, in South Carolina. Sorry, in South Carolina. (laughs) And whenever I smell that, it's, I'm sure it's a nostalgia thing. Um, It just makes me feel at home and at ease. And it's a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it, it can be really, that sort of thing can be so unique to a place um, especially because you live in a place that's very dry, you don't you don't get that. But um, mm-hmm. I've lived in places that like smell like other places, and it'll <laughs> those sense memories are so deep and powerful. You don't even always know that they're even there. But um, mm. I know that uh, as much as I don't personally want to move back to South Carolina there's something really wonderful about that smell and I mm-hmm. and I miss it I miss it too well yeah. thank you so much for chatting with me today Mary it's always welcome it's always wonderful um and I'm glad that you are in a good place physically mentally emotionally you you do actually have a really cool job and it is really important (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) thank you for sharing with us a little bit about that as well as um your journey from home to home um and and thank you so much for sharing it here you're welcome thank you